The true story of a former Planned Parenthood clinic director's change of heart to become a pro-life advocate is now on the big screen. All right. What's the big brew? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am. The Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. Come on, Abby Johnson is in the other room. Here. Our first order of business is to present Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award. Abby Johnson. There's a fire inside, you can feel this is Abby. She's our newest volunteer escort. Abby, this is Cheryl Alessandro. I'd be the youngest director in Planned Parenthood history. You'll actually be in charge of the abortions at your clinic? I have a chance to make a real difference. No matter what you do for the rest of your life, you're still going to be a baby killer. The only thing that's changed is you, Abby. Can you even hear yourself talk right now about these procedures? These are little babies. I'm not going to apologize for doing a job that helps women in crisis. There's still a part of me that isn't sure. I know. But the one thing that all experts agree on is that at this stage, the fetus can't feel anything. Sorry to bother you, but they need an extra person in the back room. Are you free? And it was like it was twisting and fighting for its life. We commend the souls of these hundreds of children. And Lord, we pray to end abortion. I really appreciate what you've done for us. I'll not forget it. 22,000 abortions. How do I even comprehend that? Rough day at the office. To your dad and me, you are our baby from the moment of conception. We are paying you to be a perfect instrument of corporate policy. We are an abortion provider. I can't be a part of this anymore. Everything that they told us is a lie. Don't underestimate the repercussions of this. You gotta be careful. tell you what's going to happen if you walk through that door. Congratulations. You make an enemy of one of the most powerful organizations on the planet. In the student union, a student, Nathan Buschel, student at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo. How are you doing today, Nathan? I'm doing well. Thanks, Pastor Zill, for having me on. It is great to have. I always love having students on because it is called the Student Union for a reason. Thank you for taking time away from your studying. Uh, you're going to Western Michigan University. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're studying, uh, what your aspirations are, that kind of thing. I'm studying chemical engineering at Western Michigan University. Um, I'm going to graduate in this April, so not too far from now. I'm looking forward to it. Um, after that, I'm going to work as 
hopefully I'm going to try to get a job as a process engineer and uh, go from there. But I always like to solve puzzles, and engineering was just a natural fit. No, excellent. And the reason why we have you on is to talk about the unplanned film that is kind of catching um, everybody by storm the last week or so. Um, you've not only gone and seen it, but you've seen it twice, I understand. Yeah, I did. I, I went and saw it, and then I found out some other people were going to go see it, so I went and saw it again. Well, you know, and that, what's fantastic about that is you, you, you uh, support it doubly because, uh, you know, say what we will, and we'll, we'll kind of walk through a lot of questions about the movie. We want to get your perspective on this. But uh, as a husband of a wife who works actually in, in the film production industry degree, it's, it's amazing to me that people can even put something like this together and that I could go see it in a typical theater, given the climate and the culture that we have. And so, anyways, and you responded. I put out kind of an all APB and said, hey, who wants to interview, Who wants to be interviewed on this? And you uh, said, hey, I'll do it. And so glad to have you here. Now you, glad uh, to be here. And you, in your, uh, in your spare time, you uh, have been involved in some pro-life kind of ventures, and uh, you serve as the uh, technology coordinator, is that it, for uh, Lutherans for Life in Michigan? Do I have that right? That's, that's exactly right. Yep, I manage the Facebook page and the website for Lutherans for Life in Michigan. So it's at uh, www.lflmi.org. So check that out, everyone, and thank you for your involvement there. So uh, this wasn't a big blockbuster hype kind of typical movie. Uh, though uh, it did pretty well the first weekend. I think they were thinking it was going to bring in about $3 million or so and brought in $6 million plus, so it doubled what people thought it would do. What intrigued you enough? Was this just a movie you were going to go see no matter what, just given the topic? Yeah, I was. Um, I think it's important to kind of uh, put the story, Abby's story, into something visual. Um, it's very easy to kind of brush aside words, but watching the movie is just a whole different experience, and I'm sure it opened a lot of people's eyes to the to the violence of an abortion abortion procedure. Now, had you heard of the uh, of Abby Johnson's story before? Yeah, and you yeah, hadn't, and, you hadn't read her and, book, had you, or had you? Well, I, I I haven't. I actually didn't even know about the about the book until I found out the movie was going to come out. But my understanding is that um, is that it was actually the uh, film producers that approached Abby about making this into a film. Um, so you can't. Some people want to say that. Well, she was just in it to try to get attention, but no, it was people that came to her to you know, want to share her story. Now, I had a chance to hear her a few years ago when I was a pastor at uh, the University of Wyoming, and she was speaking in Cheyenne, and I was just uh, stunned, mesmerized by her message, and and thank God for how he uh, works through those, especially for the, the deep insight that she has from being in the industry. For those that don't maybe know the story, uh, maybe you couldn't tell just from the trailer. You haven't heard about it. What is the basic storyline of this uh, of this film? Well, in Unplanned, you have the main character is Abby Johnson, and she originally was recruited in college as a volunteer for Planned Parenthood, thinking that she was going to be doing some great things for women. Um, and as she got into more involved in Planned Parenthood, she moved up the ranks and was hired as a full-time employee, went from a counselor to then director of uh, that office. And she, she always said that, that abortion wasn't her priority, um, yet, but yet she facilitated it to be able to occur. And as she went on in her career, she had various experiences that uh, kind of made her second-guess herself about what she was doing until finally uh, when she was called into a procedure room 
and saw an ultrasound um, of an unborn baby uh, while during an abortion, and she just couldn't take it anymore, and she quit the next week. And uh, yeah, and she had a pro-life family, uh, a husband that didn't particularly like what she was doing for a living. No, that's a great summary. And so uh, it, it's it's nice to know that she didn't go seeking out to make this into a film. Um, but it's a very compelling story. And uh, what blows me away is not only did she have two abortions herself, and she didn't, this is what's crazy. She had two abortions herself, but really hadn't come into contact with how gruesome this was. And also... Mm-hmm. Um, hadn't really hit home for her yet, even though she had uh, uh, dealt with this twice. Uh, but and now she even th- had she even had complications with hers too. Right, and uh, and now um, I don't know if you know this, but she's got she's on like she's pregnant with I think her eighth child. Yeah, that's what they said so, in the uh, credits of the movie. Was- <laughs> so while she was uh, complicit in some twenty two thousand abortions or so. Um, She's doing her part to repopulate um, and mm-hmm. to make up for it. And um, it was quite something seeing you pictures of her and all these premieres. You know, of course, on, on the film, you got this wonderful, wonderful actress. She did a great job. And yeah. kudos to her because she's going to be blacklisted forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, she won't get another job outside of kind of the Christian's uh, area of this industry. But... Uh, but the bottom line is to see Abby Johnson herself in this beautiful, you know, evening gown at one of these typical premieres, and she's just, you know, got like an eight-month baby bump. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, um, it really kind of bespeaks uh, uh, her own. Uh, she's uh, she's practicing what she's preaching in terms of having children. Yeah. Did you have Did you have expectations when you went to see the movie? So you're going ready to the movie the first time. Um, what were you thinking you'd see? Well, I thought it was going to be um, actually more graphic than it, than it really was. Um, hmm. I, I'm just based on the radar uh, rating. I thought it was going to, you know, show every every detail. Um, I did. I didn't know it was going to be a good movie. Um, I people that had been able to watch it before I did. Uh, I kind of got some notes from them. So I think it was a good good movie, and I think it. I think it really. Um, I think it really uh, exceeded my expectations too. Now you said you went to see it twice. Um, mm-hmm. Did it get? Did it? How, how did it meet your expectations the second time you saw it? How was it different the second time around? Well, the second time I watched it, it was even harder to watch than the first time, um, in terms of all the scenes that were coming up. Um, I knew they were going to happen, and even though they didn't show the the total gore of it, just knowing that it's representing a real instance. Uh, it's just it's painful to watch, but it's but it's necessary to watch. How did you feel about the the R rating? So there's been a lot of controversy. Well, not I wouldn't say controversy, but a lot of discussion out in social media um, from Christian circles and otherwise saying, "Ah, it didn't deserve the R rating." Well, you know, it kind of did. Where do you kind of come down on that? Yeah, I, I know we've seen some backlash over the R rating. Um, some pro-lifers are go as far to say that it's a conspiracy against us. Um, I don't, I don't particularly agree with that. Um, obviously most folks in mainstream media and, and Hollywood are against us, uh, because we don't believe in that self gratification is the goal of life. Um, and in our sinful nature, we want everything to re- revolve around us. And if that means taking life, our society says it's okay. But with that said, I do agree with the, our rating, um, in a vacuum, the, the level of violence and graphics is more consistent with a PG 13 movie. However, in most of these movies, um, 
there isn't much of a significance of this violence since it's fictional and just easy to brush off. But in Unplanned, we know that each of these scenes represent real lives being lost, and it kind of adds to the traumatic value. So when we're looking at a movie that's showing representation of real abortion, I think it deserves a rating. Um, that doesn't mean teens shouldn't watch this movie. I would encourage anyone, teenager or older, to watch Unplanned. Right. Um, and I also think that people do need to see what abortion looks like, um, especially surgical abortions. Even though it's heartbreaking and it turns your stomach inside out, the reality is I think that if, if folks saw the, the babies, there would be a lot fewer, fewer people supporting abortion. And I think many people that support it don't, don't know what goes into the actual procedure. No, I... I agree with you. I, I think everybody should see it. If I was even a pastor or a youth worker with a, you know, our family with a 12, 13 year old confirmation age, I certainly wouldn't want somebody to see it unprepared or without seeing it with an adult. And of course, they can't see it without an adult because they're they're not 17, mm-hmm. which is of course ironic. And some have pointed this out. It's kind of ironic that in most states a girl can't even notify her parents if she's going in. They, nobody can be notified as a parent if she goes in, if she's 16 or whatever, but here she can't go see the movie because it's too graphic, but she can go have an abortion without anybody yeah. knowing it. Um, I tend to wish it had been PG-13. I, you know, there, I mean, just so for those of you that haven't witnessed it, that you shouldn't be scared off by the, by the rating. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, for those that remember back in the day when Schindler's List came out and showed the the horrors of the Holocaust and whatnot, and that was an R-rated movie, uh, you can't show the horrors of the Holocaust without kind of showing the horrors of the Holocaust. But mm-hmm. there was nothing gratuitous about it. I actually think, uh, don't you? Th- I, I think they could have been more graphic, actually. Yeah, I think they did. Uh, they did clean it up in terms of the actual gore, because um, to do an abortion, the baby has to be murdered, and murder's a messy event. Um, so I think they did a good job of showing the emotional aspect, um, which kind of adds to the power of the movie without sure. making the visuals too graphic. Um, but nothing in the movie is inaccurate. It's just uh, downplayed in terms of the gore. Um, and one thing that is uh, pretty moving is in a scene where the baby is shown fighting for its life, and, and it's been documented that that's exactly what happens. And that was precisely what she said. She had. They kind of show many things in the movie where, you know, she's kind of trying to say, "Hey, you know what? Look, I'm not. I'm not actually for abortion. I'm not. You know, I. I if it's a last resort, blah blah blah. You know, that's kind of the standard line, arguing with her parents and family and otherwise. And she ends up um, being pregnant with her own kid. You know, but one of the things that's interesting to me in terms of showing the violence of the and she was very adamant about keeping that in because that's what changed she saw this baby on an ultrasound twisting and turning to try to get away from what's obviously the scalpel that's coming mm-hmm. or whatever that's coming in into an into the uterus mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it crushed her thinking about her own abortions that she had had um, yeah. But there's a difference between showing that and the grief and the anguish that comes from that as opposed to um, when you go to a, a life march or whatever and you see the big the big signs are on campus where uh, pro-life supporters will you know put up the most graphic pictures of an aborted baby that they can with no context, no mm-hmm. opportunity to kind of reflect, just kind of in your face. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't you think this is kind of a better approach that if, if, if you're going to 
you know, I don't think anybody's terribly swayed by seeing that when it's just thrust in their face. But when they have a chance to kind of see it in context like this, I think it does it does volumes. Yeah, and and uh, we saw the the contrast um, between the protesters on the fence that were yelling and and showing all the signs compared to the the folks that were sitting there praying and and talking to the girls as they were going in. And I think I think that is a better approach. Um, you see a lot of times with 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 the girls that do go for the abortions, they go not because they want to actively kill somebody, but they just feel like they're lost and they don't don't have anywhere to go and they feel shame and they feel like, well, is are they going to get disowned by their family? What people are going to think about them that they had a kid out of wedlock and they don't really have a friend and these people that are um, being mean to them don't really help them out, but the folks that you know, are nice to them, ask them what their name is, show that they care about them is, is a better approach, I think. Oh, ab- absolutely. And uh, um, in fact, they showed the the film showed a couple little vignettes. One was of a of a gal who actually almost died uh, during her abortion, and her her dad who brought her in and was like from Abby's church and said, "Hey, you know, to help her take care of this." Uh, and so you had that side of it and the other side of it you had this uh um this black family and you saw these these uh, uh extended family members just just calling out and screaming saying Rhonda don't do this mm-hmm. um and so you see the impact on both and then you have all these protesters you have two different types of protesters uh, kind of the in your face types um which I think are there are those that are like that you know you're just killing a baby you're you're a baby killer blah 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 and then you had um, two of the kind of the, sub, the the supporting actors in the in the movie, this uh, Sean and uh, Mira Lisa, I think was her name, who actually befriended Abby, um, and didn't have an adversarial relationship really with her. They were on opposite sides of the issue, but she actually viewed them as as friendly, even though they were on the opposite side. So you think that's the way to go? I do. Um, I think showing someone you care. And showing someone that you're able to uh, have a friendship with, with somebody is going to be a lot more effective in the long run. Um, because even her initial interaction with Abby got her to turn around and, and talk to her and introduce herself. Whereas, you know, if, if somebody's just yelling, I mean, if I was someone who's yelling at me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn around and respond to him. I'd just keep walking. Yeah, I don't do real so, good when people yell at me. It almost so doesn't think, matter yeah. what it's about. It almost doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, now would you say, you know, we've had kind of a plethora about once a year, there's a, another uh, Christian movie that comes out, you know, and some of the, the actors are very, very similar um, and the producers and the directors and whatnot. Uh, um, the, this film was made um, in conjunction with uh, with the same the same pe- folks that brought us God is not dead. Uh, I think there were two movies about God is not dead with. Uh, with Kevin Sorbo and whatnot, would you call this a pro-life movie, or would it, or would you say it's a, a pro-Christian message movie, or somewhere in between? How would you characterize this? For the most part, it was it was a pro-life movie. Um, there was one scene, I, I guess, that I would consider to be um, a particularly Christian scene, um, but I thought that it was more of a pro-life movie. Um, I don't think Jesus was ever mentioned in there. 
Yeah, I noticed um, that too. I was looking for it. Um, I, I did hear reference to um, to the Lord, um, mm-hmm. but it was much. It was it was a little generic. Not gonna lie, it was a little generic. I, I kind of wanted a little bit more. Did you? I did. I th- I, th- I thought it maybe wasn't wasn't quite preachy enough. Um, I know the purpose of the film was to tell her story about her career with Planned Parenthood. Right. So I can see that they're going to stick to the facts of what she witnessed. Um, but I thought they could have expanded on sharing the gospel, um, especially in the scene where Abby quit her job and, and she's crying in the middle of the night. She said, I've been complicit in over 22,000 abortions. That is the way to my guilt. And her husband responded that there's forgiveness with God, which is absolutely right. But it could be expanded even more. Um, you have something like Romans 5, verse 8 says, uh, but God demonstrates his own love for us for us in, in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I thought if they would have brought that into it, um, it would have been a stronger from a, from a Christian even, aspect. Even if it would have been just one example of that. Yeah. Um, I remember at the beginning of the Passion of the Christ movie, you know, they boom, you put up just the statement of Isaiah 55 about the suffering servant. If you just, just, mm-hmm. you don't need to have it everywhere in the film, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, I think her husband said, you know, God loves you and I love you. And if you just ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. well, I mean, now that kind of betrays, you know, not betrays, it kind of uh, underscores the kind of the, the, the background of those that are, they aren't Lutheran. Although ironically, the, uh, in real life, her husband, uh, was a grew up a Lutheran, believe it or not. Oh, really? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I just uh, did, a, did a little research and uh, and then heard about that. She grew up in in more of a fundamental fundamental church, fundamentalist uh-huh. type church, and now uh, has become a Roman Catholic. And uh, well, hey, we're running out of time here. I have a bunch of other questions, but uh, hey, we're going to have uh, this is just the first of two students we're going to have on. We're going to have another student on. We're going to bring in a. Uh, a young lady next week to talk about some of these other questions and get another perspective on the movie. But any last thoughts, anything that uh, you think about having seen this movie a couple times that you'd want to uh, express to our audience or as a way of encouragement to go see it? Yeah. Um, I think that um, for, for folks that are watching it, um, if you've ever uh, been in a situation where you've, uh, either had an abortion or or taking taking part of one. Um, I think you can by watching the movie you can tell that um, it, it's a terrible thing, but but may, but uh, it's not the unforgivable sin. So for anyone that's ever been in that situation, um, you know if you repent and Jesus' perfect life, death, and resurrection has covered all your sin, and I would encourage anyone that watches this movie to. Uh, go see what you can do and volunteer to uh, help the cause. Um, go to your like a pregnancy resource center or or for Lutherans for Life. Um, you can volunteer and and uh, try to help out um, some of these people that uh, maybe have had to make tough decisions. And again, and most of all, just make sure that you're always caring for people. Um, so that's, I guess, the take-home point that I would wanna. Right. No, we have to always balance the, you know, we tend to be very good at the law part of it, and mm-hmm. we can always balance the mercy part of it as well um, in terms of, uh, I mean, people know the law. They know what they're doing. Uh, what they need to know is that there's somebody that's going to be compassionate and have mercy on them. And uh, anyways, Nathan, thank you for joining us, and thank you for your thoughts. 
Um, were there a lot of men seeing this in the theater? Uh, it was it was a lot of couples. It was um, interesting to me. I don't know if you noticed this at like the the when they showed a scene of like the entire Planned Parenthood corporate you know meeting with thirty five people in a the room. They were all women. Did that strike you? Uh-huh. I, I guess I don't really know what the uh, breakdown of, of Planet Parenthood directors are. Well, um, I mean, it would seem so kind of weird. Maybe. It's kind of interesting to think of uh, of having, uh, if you, it would be kind of an odd thing. Because um, if you're a man, you know, you come across as, well, what do you have to say about this? This doesn't affect you like it affects me. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard people tell me that I, I can't have an opinion because I don't have female anatomy. Right. So... Well, we appreciate your opinion here today, and thank you for going to see the movie now once but twice and join us here in the Student Union. God bless the rest of your senior year. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. What was it like to see your life story, that aspect of your life anyway, portrayed on the screen? You know, it feels very vulnerable uh, to have something like that portrayed, something so personal portrayed on the big screen, but honestly, it's worth it. We're already hearing stories every morning. I wake up with dozens of messages from people saying, I took my pro-choice friend to the film. They walked out pro-life. And that's really what this is about. It's just about exposing people to the truth, letting them see what's actually taking place inside of these abortion clinics. And I think that truth is enough to actually wake people up and to change their minds. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.